spoiler alert. This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? Ouija boards, would you work for me? This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking hopes and dreams, impulse control, and Nancy Drew. We weren't going anywhere, kind of like this podcast. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Hey, all right. <laughs> Welcome to uh, episode 50 of No Fucking ZD. This is 50. This is this is 50. Uh, Powerbob386 here with uh, <laughs> my AIM buddy, Vlad666. I think Vlad666 is like, that's a pretty solid screen name. It's kind of amazing. I mean, they're both actually kind of amazing. I love the idea that Bobby Jr. sat there and thought of Powerbob386. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. Powerbob is... But what is that about? Because I the only Powerbob I can think of is... Like the Bob's Discount Furniture, mm. <laughs> like the 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 vibrating bed or whatever it's called, the Power Bob. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that's probably what it's about. He loves mattresses. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love a good mattress? I, I mean, the Bacal- the Bacalieris, they like to lay around. They do. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's quite apparent. Uh, yeah. So, uh, lots to talk about for a short episode. There's uh, there's I used to change my screen name all the time. Yeah. Because I thought I would come up with a cooler one. This is what you meant with a lot to talk about, yes, right? Yes, I did. Yes. Screen We're going to have a short episode with a lot to talk about, uh, specifically talking about screen names the entire yeah. time. Yeah. I used to switch it around. I'd be like, ah, this one doesn't really like nail me as yeah. a person just anymore. Yeah. Same. That was the thought at least. A lot of mine ended in 182 for uh, for Blink 182, and uh, and then I moved on to more like Incubus, a Perfect Circle style uh, screen names, and that's really embarrassing looking back. <laughs> so I had so whoops. many dumb ones, I just can't even like fuck with it anymore. Yeah, I would also like change mine often if like you know you didn't want to be seen online or like, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my other screen name that like only close friends have. Yeah. You'd like stay invisible. And then the, like, then I am them and be like, yeah, Hey, I'm on this one. Like, you know, especially when they allowed you to have like four signed in at once eventually. And like, Oh yeah. That was the shit. Yeah. Away away me- yeah. Yeah. Way message up like constantly. Those should come back. I mean, they're kind of there in G chat, but like not really. But like those were fun. I'm just always invisible, and then sometimes I'll just hit yeah. people up on G Chat, and I'll be like, "Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah." And they'll be like, "But you're invisible," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really want to like, you know, because everyone will hit me up if I'm not yeah. <laughs> invisible." You're just getting G Chats all the time. Just Every, everyone, constantly. Everyone's gonna want to talk. You yeah, know? yeah, I feel that. Yeah, but away messages—they were good also for like you know putting out kind of like passive aggressive messages to like a specific person. Like if I was like <laughs> fighting with my high school girlfriend, I'd put like something like a lyric of a song up that was just like, yeah. some people just don't get me. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Bullshit like that. Like my parents are always in my face. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe not that literal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The oh chicks boy. don't dig that when you say that, like just straight out, you know? Yeah. That's what, whenever I like meet people now, I always say that I'm like, my parents are just so in my face. Like they don't understand me <laughs> and I don't make a lot of friends. Um, but uh, yeah, so AIM, bring that stuff back. Is Just what we're saying. out, okay? Great. So Just that was episode fifty, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. What is with the Vlad six six six? That's so fucked up. Janice is just fucked up. That's she's super fucked up. She's super fucked up. Yeah, she manipulates everything this episode. Yeah, it's it's appalling. It's quite appalling. Yeah. Uh, but you want to? We'll start with Tony. Let's uh, let's get into that big episode. And it's 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 like a, it's a quiet, short. It's like forty five minutes this episode. It's like feels like a quiet one. But like he does leave therapy. That's pretty big. That's <clears throat> super crazy. We've been waiting for that to happen, and the scene starts, and you're just like, ah, eh, he's kind of you know whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because he banged, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Svetlana. Svetlana Kirilenko. Yep, yep. And uh, Branka. Yeah. You know, she she she's going to spill the beans later on over fucking FICA and federal withholding, if I recall correctly. Is that how it all comes out? And then and then Irina ends up calling Carmela from there or something? Yeah, with something the vanilla like stoli and whatnot. Right, 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 right. Hacking the, uh, rigging the Soprano family marriage. Um, <laughs> it's all rigged, clearly. All rigged, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Tony didn't use that defense, because it works really well, apparently. It's a rigged marriage. Yeah. It's true, but yeah, he manages to wiggle his way out of therapy. And, yeah. and, and for a second there, you really think that... Uh, you really think that Melfi's going to fight him on it? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess she and she sort of does. I mean, she tries. Like in the two therapy scenes we have, like both times, she's she's like really fighting that like that they've made a lot of progress. And yeah. like, I guess in some ways she's right. Like, when was I don't remember remember the last time we saw Tony have a full on panic attack? I it feel was like, like it was mostly like, when his mom was alive. Yeah, and there might have been like one at the end of season three. I don't mm-hmm. think we've seen any this season yet. No, or if we do at all. No, I don't think so. Um, so like she's sort of right about that, but at the same time, maybe that's just Tony getting more like callous and just not giving a fuck anymore. Yeah, he well, he's definitely descending, like for sure. That's, that's yeah, that's the thing that's really happening here, and um. I mean, I wouldn't really want to be in therapy much either if I killed someone like the way that he did. I mean, right. you got to realize that this is still an aftershock of the Ralphie murder. Yeah. Big up Ralphie. Big time. Big time. We yeah. do get a little Joey Pants in this episode. We do. Yeah. It's nice. Good to see him again. He's not a friend. He's an associate. Right. 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 Um, although he does refer to him as a friend. He does. For yep. a second there. And then he's like, hang on. Uh the dream, let's talk about the dream because yeah. we haven't gotten these. The, we haven't gotten one of these surreal dream sequences. And as we were saying last week, you know, the show's really come into its own in, ter- <laughs> in terms of the way that it looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this is the first time we get some like re- like downright scary dream sequences that are less sort yes. of like. I don't know. Before they were a little cheesier. Now they're much more thematic and abstract mm-hmm. and things like that. And. Uh, it's a very, it's a really interesting sequence. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's like one of the few dreams, uh, dream screen, <laughs> green screen scenes, uh, probably like in the show's run. They probably did some here and there, but, That's right, yeah. but it, yeah, it looks super weird. The colors are all weird. Uh, it looks like the, the windows 98 background with like yeah. the, the, the hill and the sky and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, he's just daydreaming in front of his windows PC and then <laughs> this pops into his head. Yeah. It's bizarre. And, uh, and like really freaky. And the, I mean, the caterpillar turning into a butterfly there is like a little on the nose, maybe when Melfi brings it up in the therapy, in the therapy session, but like still cool and creepy. And so how is he, I, I don't understand though. Like, so cause Ralphie's dead, he turned into a butterfly. I think it's just more like he went through like metamorphosis, you know, and like when, like she asked if like he's undergone any changes recently and like he changed from like, you know, yeah. Living to dead, I think is what it's supposed to be (laughs) as far as we know. I mean, I guess he could have survived the episode, whoever did this, (laughs) but (laughs) I mean, we'll never know. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, and we see little Gloria. I mean, the dead are like all over this episode, like between like Karen and Gloria and Ralphie and, and, Tony talks about his dad and his mom. And, That's true. You know, you know, what's interesting, actually, I just thought of it in Cleaver, you know, what, what they write into the story where all the different pieces of this guy find their way together again. Maybe that's what happened with Ralph. And yeah. he's like some sort of magic zombie who only yes. exists in dreams now. I think, yeah, I think if you like really look at the subtext of the show, <laughs> it's a prequel to The Walking Dead. Yeah, okay, <laughs> And Ralphie good. is, is uh, the, he's the dead. So I'm not the only one who saw that. No, I think it's definitely there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we should also talk about some ghosty stuff in the, in the, the Bobby, Karen, Janice stuff we should talk about later. That's actually, yeah, that's true. So there's a lot of like the occult happening here. Yeah. I think that like even the characters are realizing how dark it feels, you know, they're, they're all, they're all feeling it. Tony's feeling it. Um, I liked the touch where you've got Carmela and Gloria in the car Mm -hmm. because I, I think that, I think that. Carmela certainly represents Carmela, but Gloria, I, I feel like, is kind of more of a, she's like a blanket Kumar. You know what I mean? She yeah. represents all these women. And his that, mom, probably. And his mom. Yeah. That he's kind of flashed in front of Carmela's face. Yeah. You know, that look that she gives Tony in the car is really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaky. It's really freaky. And it's, I, I yeah. like that, like... You know, like that. So we find out Gloria died in episode six. So it's been like five or six episodes now. And I don't know. It's like they don't really. I mean, they make a big deal of it in that episode and then like kind of move on from it. But I like that this reminds you that like it's still very much on Tony's mind. Yeah, for sure. They just don't feel the need to do like a monologue about it at any point. You know, like there's no like uh, they do such a good job of keeping it so subtle and just you can kind of like feel what Tony's feeling without him having to say it. Yeah. And then obviously the dreams really help in therapy sessions. Well, but. when he flips out about Gloria, you kind of, you know what's going on. He goes on a bender. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, <clears throat> it's clearly on his mind. Right. But he can't stop, you know, he's banging, you know, banging Svetlana. Svetlana. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Damn girl. Yeah. And I like that also, like, he's, like, super mad at Melfi for not helping him with, like, impulse control. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I know. <laughs> That's the one that really kills me. Nothing's been done about that. <laughs> like, it's some button she pushes, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, but he's mad. I think he's, like, really feeling, like, I don't know if it's guilt, but it's, like, partly guilt and then partly... I think shame for killing Ralphie just because like he also knows he just made everything like a much bigger problem for himself now because like New York is all pissed that they're not getting enough money from like the Crooked Zellman deal and right 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 uh, you know and so like he's like he's mad at himself for killing Ralphie I think whether or not he like felt bad about it like no that's a good point yeah he's I think he's mad about that and then yeah and then he also bangs Fetlana last week and uh and then she goes and makes fun of him for being, or she's like making fun of like weak Americans who go to, go to their therapist and then like he's one of them. Yeah, he totally is. I mean, and, and she, that's the interesting thing is that she's like one of the only women that he's been around who, other than Carmela, I suppose, who like really says it to his face, mm-hmm. you know, like I love how she's, you're a nice guy, but I have my own problems. Like, <laughs> like, it's just like, who says that to Tony Soprano? You know what I mean? Like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And like, cause Carmela like really gives him a lot of shit, but she'll never, you know, well, she kind of, she kind of leaves him, but yeah, but it's not like Svetlana who has the sort of presence of mind and self-control to be like, you know, I'm uh, just gonna stay over here with with Bill yeah. <laughs> and his mess. Yeah. I got my own my own problems. Life life goes on. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's fucking crazy. But like, I think that must be one of the things that really turns him on is that is that she. Well, she's certainly much different from Carmela, you know, but like, I think that it's important not to read in too much to like why he slept with Svetlana Mm -hmm. as far as who she is, Mm -hmm. because he just wants to bang everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, there are reasons. Sure. Like he admires her uh, and, and, you know, pulling herself up by her prosthetic bootstraps. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but also, you know, there's like the whole, the whole idea of. Of, of that just being something he resents about Carmela mm. is really important. Um, but you know, it's, it's also just like the opportunity was there. Yeah. And agreed. he kind of just manipulated his way into the situation. Cause she's smarter than him in a lot of ways. She knows that it's a bad idea. Svetlana does. Yeah. yeah I guess that's Which is true. why she ultimately backs off. But, yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see them sleeping together. I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, even this time around, it's not like they don't like, there's not like episodes of them flirting and then suddenly it happens. It just sort of happens out of nowhere. Yeah. They're like old buddies in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's kind of part of it is like, he does see some like equality between the two of them and, that's true, actually. And then also the vodka. I mean, you know, should have been drinking in the afternoon, but they were. And <laughs> that's 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 what happens when you drink in the afternoon. You, yeah. just, you, just, you just bang people that work for you. Yep, yep, all the time. That's why I never drink at work, guys. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> I think that, I believe we're currently drinking at work. That's, that's technically if, if true. This, if this qualifies as work. Listen, it's a Tuesday night. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is oh, going it's not up. Monday. At like, Shit, I forgot. That's cool. Yeah, it's Tuesday now. Oh yes. Well, we're coming off a long weekend. That's um, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is going up in like an hour, so <laughs> let's not fuck up. Um, but, uh, yeah, the dreams, they're, uh, really fucking weird. Um, and I mean, I guess before we get to that, like the New York stuff is definitely also a huge stress. Yeah. They're like straight up like, Johnny Sachs talking to Polly about like whacking Tony at this point. Yeah. And Polly's <laughs> not putting up much of a fight. I know. He's like, yeah. if I were boss, God forbid. You know what I mean? They're saying it, but they're they're they're, they're not saying nothing. But they're saying it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they didn't say nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, it's just like Paul. Like uh, looking at this now, and thinking about a couple episodes down the road, we're really gonna. Paul, Polly's gonna really get it in the eye. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he just doesn't know shit about what's going on in the background. Yep. It's. I I suppose it's his shortcoming as a mobster in a lot of ways. You know, he just can't see the, 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 the big picture there. Yeah. Um, and of course he like realizes that sticking with Tony is, is ultimately the best thing he's kind of forced to. Right. Um, because it's a small world over there. It is, but he's getting played so hard and, and like you can't, you can't see that without having you know seen what happens down the road but he's getting played so crazy yeah he is it's just like it's just foolish i mean i guess he really is the one who just never had the makings of a varsity mafia athlete i guess you're right i mean (laughs) he's just born to be a number two you know yeah um and i had forgotten that like silvio and tony 
kind of figure it out in this episode, which is another cool, like, yeah, under too. the radar thing. Which doesn't come but, back until, like, season five or six? Six. Yeah. Yeah. When they're on the boat down in, uh, down in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. They um, the toothbrushes. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I just, I completely forgot about that. So, like, it's sort of interesting that Tony, like, wouldn't do anything about that right away. Right. Um, right. But, I guess I, I'm surprised it took them so long to figure out, but maybe like Tony sort of knew down deep, you know, I, I don't know. He probably did, but he also probably didn't realize like how deep it went. Like mm-hmm. clearly if he heard about this shit, he'd be like really, you know, irritated. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> but, a bit. Just yeah. a bit. But like, you know, the joke, it's like, yeah, kind of who cares? Right. You know, like no one could have known that it would have blown up that hard. Yeah. And then Ralphie was the one who really exacerbated it. And he's gone. And he's gone. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like it's one of those things where Tony's like, that that was bullshit, but, like, I probably wouldn't have copped to it either. Yeah. If it was me, it was just irresponsible and... Right. Yeah. And eventually he kind of, like, prefers that Ralphie... I mean, Ralphie, that, that Paul doesn't, you know, cop to it in the end, really, on the boat, you know? Yeah, why not? stand-up guy in the end. Um, <laughs> by the way, one of our Twitter followers pointed out that the um, uh, Dominic, the the guy who who hosts the intervention, oh, called yeah. Polly Paul, and we didn't comment on that. And we've been calling Polly Paul for a long time now, so we fucked that up. Yeah, look, Oops. we there, there are only so many hours in this podcast. Okay, <laughs> you know, come on, if we you know just save it for the comment section of the podcast, you know, ratings area. Right, um, you can go ahead and air your grievances over there. Yeah, definitely, like write specific things. <laughs> over there but again please give us five stars yeah exactly five stars are like a punch list of shit we could we we you know could do to improve yeah exactly um i'd like the scenes here when when with tony kind of trying to negotiate with uh johnny sack and uh and carmine senior i i've always loved like how like after tony leaves the meeting like uh johnny kind of gives that hand motion and they're kind of like yeah that's about what we expected like it's kind of cool to see like you know that uh that mafia like that uh inside baseball stuff with the mob guys yeah they're big league and they know they're they're not dummies they know what to expect they know that that it's an ask where like after after all this money's been made and this work has been put in they're like they're reaching out for a piece of it it's kind of bullshit uh yeah definitely Definitely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. So okay, we're all in agreement. So we about agree that. there, and I would, I, I would assume that Vic the appraiser also agrees. <laughs> this poor bastard. Yeah, this guy probably has like a broken kneecap, and like, imagine getting screamed at like right in your face by Fat Vito. <laughs> I mean, like, who's like running for the first time maybe ever in the whole series? Yeah, yeah. I think he's like sweating his ass off, screaming in his face. This poor guy. Yeah, by the way, who's the who's the young guy with Vito? Do, do we know? It's just like another random dude, I guess, right? Like just another random mobster that we never really uh he'll be in the he'll be in the, the prequel, I I assume. They'll, yeah, they'll I flesh you, him yeah. out in the prequel series. Except when they go back to go back to Italy. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> don, don Soprano. <laughs> um Boy, that's a terrible idea. Don't HBO, don't do don't that. Do, please, HBO don't do does it. everything we say, but yeah, yeah, yeah. not that. We have like a red phone in here that <laughs> it, when it rings it does that HBO like static swish sound and then <laughs> And then we're, we're right into the HBO headquarters. That's a great idea for a ringtone, actually. I'd love a ch- ch- ah, ringtone. <laughs> All right, guys. You've heard it. Did someone make that for us, please? Yeah, that'd be great. And send us an, uh, a .mp3 file. The a- NFC army. Yeah. Know. Our NFC uh, technologist is uh, <laughs> he's out for the Jewish holiday right, yeah. this week. And our interns left one day and didn't come back. We'd send them to the library to go look at the microfiche thing <laughs> for some Sopranos articles and never came back. Ugh. So. Maybe they're still there. They're probably still looking. Yeah, they're Dying. probably still fact checking because we get everything wrong. Yeah, they're like they're writing up a list. They're actually starting their own podcast. Maybe that would be that's that's not a bad idea <laughs> to start a podcast. Fact, yeah, we should really think about starting a podcast. I don't know what we're doing here, but oh well, uh, we'll we'll learn. I mean, it's kind of kind of like this therapy, you know. Right, <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, Evan and I haven't had a meaningful conversation <laughs> since Come our on. injuries. You- I think that you're. Uh, I, I think that you're glossing over all of the uh, the amazing things that we've accomplished in this podcast, man. <laughs> Frankly, we're not having panic attacks anymore. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I've started with the panic attacks right since the podcast. Yeah, the night before, I'm always wetting the bed. Yeah, <laughs> it's just impossible to get around. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so so Vic the Appraiser just getting it from both the New York and Jersey guys. What a sad character. Just wants to sit there and just wants. I wonder what he's listening to on, on his headphones. Like, is it like <laughs> yeah. talk radio, NPR? Is it uh, is it like oldies? I think is it's it, like Huey Lewis or something. Yeah, I was thinking that or like. Just like the Mets game, like listening to the Mets lose and getting his ass kicked. <laughs> then they take it off of his head and they throw it on the ground. They throw it on the uh, on the roof, actually. Oh, Joey that's Pete right. Throws yeah. it up on the and roof, they, and they throw the his like what do you call those wheels? The measuring wheels? I, I don't know. It's just the wheel. Interns, <laughs> if you guys yeah, are still out there, wherever you are, please look it up. Um, uh, yeah, they they break that thing. Like, how's he supposed to appraise without his thingy? I don't know. Yeah, his appraising shit. His appraising shit. <laughs> Um, I've all, I I really wonder watching it now. Like, so Joey Peeps throws that thing up on the roof and like nails it. I'm like, like gets it up there in the gutter, and then they show that shot like looking down, and that's in the foreground, and then like from the, up on high, like on the roof. Yeah. I wonder if the actor like threw that, and it was just pure luck that he like that it landed in the gutter, and then they're like, oh holy shit, we have to get a shot of that. Like, leave it up there. That or, would be fucking cool. That would be cool because otherwise, how many takes does it take to like? throw that you know like, <laughs> like they do an amazing take and he just throws it and it hits the side of the house and they're like shit fuck yeah it's, it's in the wide like it's, it a, it's a continuous shot so i don't know that's that's a, that's a piece of trivia that we'll Maybe need answer audition that like okay so we need you to throw a t- beat up a guy and then throw a cassette player on the roof yeah that's i guess the job i think that's a good idea actually yeah. um we also meet for the first time which i'm really surprised about uh little carmine I know. I didn't know this is. I thought we had met him like once before, but no. Wikipedia tells me this is his first appearance. He's he. I mean, he's he, little Carmine is always here. Yeah, first of <laughs> well, all, right. That's true. He's, the little Carmine is everywhere. That's true. But uh, yeah, it's just it's not Sopranos without little Carmine. No, it's really not. I mean, he's so funny. That this is one of the great hilarious scenes. Yes. In big I time. mean, people say that this season wasn't violent enough or whatever the day, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't breaking bad enough, mm-hmm. you know, but this is a funny ass season. Yeah. Between the intervention and like meeting little Carmine and just like the amount of shit he like they, how, how do you write a character like that with a straight face? Because he gets so much shit wrong. How are how are they not just like he's going to sound like an idiot, but like not in a yeah. funny way? Yeah, like where's the line where it's like just totally over the top? Yeah, like they just come out over the top. Really, <laughs> it's like reminds me of Louis the whatever his accountant the something the something. <laughs> but like I'm like we sit here laughing at it, but like when I really think about it, when I'm when I'm like trying to talk, like we were talking about like the news a few minutes ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'm trying to like re- like relay things I read on the in the news, the fake. <laughs> news and like i sound like that i'm like you know the guy in the government who does the thing he yeah. says like i mean he's actually more of like an everyman i think yeah i we think, all like to think we're smart i think that the beauty of that character is that he like he just lays it on so thick and he tries so hard to sound smart and badass like yeah he's like lighting a cigar he's changing his posture <laughs> you know he just like really he's just so macho about yeah. it you know Sorry, but he's not afraid of his old man anymore he hasn't been afraid he, of his dad in a long time yeah. but he's terrified of his dad still you know it underneath yeah, clearly uh, his dad is a scary dude. Oh, terrifying. Those yeah. fish lips? Come it, on. Yeah, I mean, just looking at him is, is terrifying. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. maybe? I actually don't know. <laughs> but in the Shit. show, yes. But uh, Well, he doesn't really look like that. Right. They make him up heavily. That's a mask that he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, but yeah, and, and like Gandolfini's reactions are just incredible. <laughs> he finishes <laughs> the story about the something. Because he really needs him. Yeah. He like has to, he's like went down there to have this conversation. He's sitting there. He's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk about a nice budget on the show too. They go to Miami for like two scenes, but like actually go anywhere else. But it just been like, oh, we'll do Atlantic city and just kind of make it look like Miami. But they, they yeah. went for it. Well, Atlantic cool. city. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe not the this? same. 2002. This was, yes. This was already kind of fucked up. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Was the Trump casino already all shitty? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, if it was there, um, I, I think there's know. like one because there are like two casinos left in Atlantic City and everyone's like there's you can only go to one actually like <laughs> yeah uh but uh and we see Beansy we get Beansy who's living what looks to be kind of a nice life actually um, so other than change other than changing his bag I think it's like you know I think it's working for him he's got some some beautiful women around him um yeah what's the deal with that I, I remember him saying that it's like his daughter or one of them is his daughter stepdaughter but now I kind of wonder like if he was saying that over the phone just in case but really that was like yeah my stepdaughter quote unquote because they're meaning, definitely hookers yeah exactly meaning like this, these college age ex- escorts that are gonna 
escort us to this fancy restaurant. And then, right? and then I mean, leave for a while while we actually have the conversation we need to have. Yeah. Yeah. That's always the funny thing. It's like you watch Mad Men and like the women at the dinners always act surprised that these dudes want to talk business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how are they how are they getting that one over all the time? That's that's what I really want to know. You I don't know? know. Like if Tony goes out to dinner with Johnny Sack, they're not going to talk anything. Like come on. Yeah. I and mean, I guess they keep it under wraps a little bit better, but like I always watch these shows and I'm just like how are they convincing these women to go on these dinners? Like, so your client is coming, but you're not going to talk business. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I guess because they're paying for it in full and then giving them diamond brooches on the way out the door. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, let's talk about actually speaking of which let's go back to the, to the end of the therapies. Yeah. 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 We because should. He, he, first of all, I love how he's bullshitting that he dumped Svetlana and how it was like really sad and everything. Yeah. And then he re- he says that, you know, she put him out to pasture, which is kind of honest. Mm-hmm, it's kind of mm-hmm. sweet how he actually says something true. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, he, it's it's a very funny scene, truly, the way he just really like fights against all of it. And he's just in there ready for a fight. Like when, you know, yeah. when he says we weren't going anywhere and then you can see in his eyes, there's like a glimmer. And then he's like, kind of like this therapy. Yeah. Like he realizes that he can say that and just give her a little poke. And then also, I loved the thing that he says about about the women. He's like, I'd actually prefer that they ride a little cart behind the car. You know, like Noah's Ark. The The skunks skunks were in like a little rowboat behind the ark. (laughs) I had never heard that before, but apparently that's in the Bible. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Tony's quoting it. He must. I mean, he knows the Bible. The man knows his Bible. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it it is it's a really it's a great scene, and it kind of like sort of solves the Melfi problem, like because she nothing was really happening with her for a long time. Yeah, um, and I mean now she won't be in the I don't think she's in the rest of season four at all, or she might have like a scene or two. Yeah, um, so. You know, I mean, I don't think you're really expected to, for it to like stick long term, but then again, who knows? I mean, well, it's a great setup because I mean, he leaves therapy and then gets dumped. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, he's coming back for that blowjob he was talking about basically right. for like half <laughs> yeah, of season true. five. You know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Yep. Yep. Uh, Any right. chance for a mercy fuck? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. The shit that he says to her, I've been mean, like, this poor woman. I know. But she's drawn to it. Everybody's drawn to him. Yes. Just like time. us. Right. Well, and I think she's sort of for a minute there thought she could maybe like really help the guy. And I think you're probably right. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, let's quickly just talk about that last dream, the last scene of the episode, because that was like one of the freakiest things I'd ever seen when I first saw this. It's by far the creepiest dream sequence in the whole series. Yeah. Um, so tell us what it means. (laughs) I don't know. Well, okay. So (laughs) So let's try, I guess. Let's unpack it a little bit. So, So clearly he's thinking about his grandfather. Who's uh-huh. the stonemason? Yes. I'm here for the mason and job. Yes. It's a really bad fake Italian accent, kind yeah. of, I gotta say. Yeah. R.I.P. James. Um, <laughs> See you at the crossroads. Yeah. But, uh, you know... So I was thinking about that, but it's interesting how, you know, like, oh, you see a hot woman's leg... Yeah, and then it's and then it, and then he's like sort of walking behind Ralphie. Yep. Who kind of looks like he's escorting him. Yeah. And then he turns into this peasant guy. Yeah. So the hot woman's leg, I would have to think, is like a whole bunch of stuff, but like probably a little bit Melfi because she's looking. She looks leggy in this episode, actually. In yeah, that last oh, scene, she's damn. looking real leggy. She just gets hotter and hotter. Oh, yeah, she looks great. Um, probably a little bit of Gloria because she's like getting out of the same seat that Gloria was in earlier in the episode. Oh, that's true, huh? And then so then therefore probably a little bit of his mom, which is kind of gross, but you know, and yeah. then. And then, yeah, like Ralphie, this dead guy is leading him to this like super creepy house. Yeah, where he's he's channeling like the peasant, you know, it's 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 this this image of his grandfather that he, you know, plays up in his mind. This legend that he was just this hardworking elbow grease. Yeah. No, non-English speaking motherfucker who like made it work. Right. Who came over with like 10 cents in his pocket. Right. Uh, or or a dollar or something like that, and AJ's <laughs> point about how like you can get you can get a hotel room for like ten cents a month or something back in the day. <laughs> like, but every Italian family has that story. He came over with seventeen dollars in yes. his pocket and he made all this for you, you right. know. And it's uh, but it's interesting because it's just that idealized version of his great grandfather, but him, yeah, you know, em- embodying that. 
Yeah, and he's unable to communicate with the woman. That scary. That really it is really terrifying. That yeah. shot of the woman coming down the stairs is really freaky. Yeah, it's beautifully shot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and I guess she, even she's probably like a little bit of little bit of Livia, right? I mean, she sort of looks like a youngish Livia. I mean, even though you don't really see much of her, but like you can kind of get that like creepy feeling from it. Um, right. Right. And. You know, and then he just very suddenly wakes up. Um, I always felt like it was the the woman in there. He he can't communicate. He can't get inside. Right. He tries to get in, and then he wakes up. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that it was that like he never felt like he could get into like literally or literally or figuratively inside of uh, the inner circle of good people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like maybe I I always just assume that this you know, this woman might be someone who would be potentially hiring him for the masoning job or that's what he thinks. But like, there's some rejection involved with that. Yeah. That I, that's what I feel. There's alienation being kept on the outside. And yeah, I think that, you know, there's something going back to him, you know, there's, there's, there's some, I think that there definitely is some sort of longing for not being so bad. Maybe. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to read it exactly. I think you could probably read it a million different ways, but like, I guess for me, like the number one thing is like is is death for sure. Like yeah. she like freaks me out more, and like you know, like when he's like going into the house, he's kind of start to freak out and kind of say like, "Don't go in there," kind of thing. Like yeah. there's this creepy shadow woman in there coming down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't do that. That's not a good idea. Um, and the whole episode really is like about death and uh, Ouija boards and uh, Vlad six six six. That's true. Well, I'm assuming it's Vlad six 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 coming down the stairs. Um, <laughs> it's an old school AIM thing. That, that silhouette looked a little uh, skinny to yeah, be Vlad. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so I always thought of it kind of as like a death thing, um, especially yeah. with Ralphie kind of like leading him in. Um, oh, that's a good point. A lot of fans have tried to make the connection that that's the same house that he sees in his coma sequence in season yes, six. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, but it's very clearly not. They look very different. I think when you look at them, this house is much smaller, and um, ah. I think right. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Well, I, don't I don't know. Did you do, do you know or do you not? Like, <laughs> I I mean, I I looked at an image of yeah. I, they're they're different houses. They're definitely different houses. I mean, they look similar because they're they're like white colonial houses, right? With like a front porch, right? Right. Uh, and there's very few of those in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Especially on the East Coast, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I always took it to be that way. And then I know I've read that David Chase, like, I don't think he ever really gave like a pat explanation of it, but just kind of talked about how like he noticed whenever he traveled and had to stay in a hotel that he would always have just the strangest dreams. And I think that's, that's totally true for me. Like, I feel like whenever I am on vacation, that's like the time that like, I'm just, I don't know if it's being in a different place or what, but I just have like the weirdest shit on my mind. That's really interesting. I never knew that about David Chase saying that. I I can totally relate as well. Yeah. It's interesting just, and being alone and being somewhere like sleeping in a hotel room. Yeah. It's definitely a wild thing. And then he pops up and he steps outside and he's in fucking Miami. Yeah. And it's just weird. It's just bizarre. Yeah. And that shot is very similar to the end of the... Uh, whoever did this episode where he walks out of like the dark bada bang mm. so like I think it yeah I think I think it's like a, a like this whole like combination of this weird guilt and shame and just feeling doomed I guess right I mean just and feeling like he, like you said earlier he's like going into the, the, the like he's he's descending for sure he's definitely descending and, yeah. and it's only going to get darker from here folks yes um and I'm not just talking about the podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, listen, the second half of this podcast is going to get super dark. Yeah. No, I don't know about Fuck. that. Um, so, yeah, it's freaky. It's freaky. It definitely absolutely captures the real feeling of those nightmares you wake up from where you're just like sweaty and you are and you have cotton mouth and, you know, Ugh. it just nails it. It just totally nails it. And it's really cool. <laughs> so It's super cool. <laughs> if there's one thing you can say about the Sopranos, it's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll let's take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah cool <laughs> like us <laughs> we were on a break um yeah we'll come it's back not cheating if you're on a break no. that's all i'm saying yeah you can uh you can do it with the copy girl as long as as long as rachel doesn't come over in the morning yeah um this is the friends podcast <laughs> we'll be there for you right after this No fucking ZD is brought to you by Louis D. Whatever's finance minister does something. 
Get that out of your mouth. That's not where that goes. Take that out of your mouth. Take that out of your mouth. Okay, good. All right, we're back. Uh, welcome back to No Fucking CD. So, Janice, nobody's favorite. <laughs> Nobody, definitely not Livia's favorite. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you just so put off by her shenanigans that yeah, you I don't can't even we, talk about. We can't it. even. Yeah, I think That's we're sexist. done. I think we're done here. Um. Yeah. So uh, we got some weird stuff going on with her and Bobby this episode, and uh, and AJ. Yo, AJ's a little fucking asshole. He definitely is. You know, I realize we don't see much of Devin after this episode, and I think I know why. That's that's right. That's totally true. She's not he, around for season five at all. No, I don't I got, think so. He switches over to. Uh, oh right. Well, they. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, I just boy. made a hand sign, by the yeah. way, at Brendan. He knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows who I'm talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. She's <laughs> telling me to shut the fuck up. Um, I'm scared of Evan. Um, yeah, you're right. Devin really doesn't come back too much after that. Yeah, Devin Pillsbury. Devin Pillsbury. Yeah. And and thus AJ blows his. Uh, his potential inheritance, or his potential <laughs> marrying up into the uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy fortune. Right. Yeah. It's really too bad. Uh, yeah. Did the fact checkers ever get to the bottom of that? That looks like Pillsbury baked goods money at her house. I don't. Yeah. Well, you know, they're still out there somewhere. I'm really hoping that they come back at least by the end of this episode yeah. and tell us. Yeah. No, not to not Just to time travel back like six episodes or right. anything, but you come back with stacks of paper and microfilm. <laughs> <laughs> Was he tapping on the door? Do you think? <laughs> AJ? Was AJ tapping on the door until she until she was crazy? <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh, high school sex advice. Um, yeah, AJ's such a little shit. We also I don't think we ever mentioned uh, him locking Bobby Jr. in Furio's garage. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it really doesn't matter until now. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Frankly. But the payoff is amazing when he <laughs> says to his dad, like, and he locked me in that garage at that guy with the ponytails house. <laughs> the it's guy with the ponytail. Um, yeah, AJ's definitely a little shit. It, it ends up helping Janice out, really, because... Well, it does, but the Sopranos, they, dude, they really fuck everybody up, man. Like, locking them in the garage, okay. Like, that's, you know... Yeah. Normal adolescent hijinks. It's part of growing up. Part of growing as, up. As Bobby Sr. says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is like such a cop out. Yeah. I would have been like, fuck <laughs> you, AJ. Yeah. But then like for AJ to do this to these kids who just lost their mother. I mean, I, know. I remember like going to going to dinner parties and being like, like matched up with the other kids. Yeah. Like in the group. And if you don't know them or they're way older or way yeah. younger, you're always just like, Fuck. I just yeah. want to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> At this family party. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it sucks like both ways. It's like super. It's in a fucking light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I yell now when I'm masturbating and someone's knocking on my door. Even if no one's there, I yell that. Fixing a fucking light bulb. Yeah, I just scream that. My neighbors are like, they think that all my light bulbs are just broken. Apparently, <laughs> um, yeah, it sucks both ways. Like being the kid with the older, older high school teens are is really intimidating, and then it also sucks yeah. to have to babysit. And uh, AJ really sucks at both. <laughs> He's a terrible babysitter. I know, but and- that's such a great chance to get some. Pillsbury dough, you know, like oh yeah, if he like looks like a cool yeah, just like hey Devin, like, like let's be cool with these kids together. Yeah, 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 true, true. Think that, about it, that high school kid out there. Yeah, if he's still listening, <laughs> which I'm sure he might be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, but it works to Janice's advantage here because she gets to do this whole Ouija board thing, um, and uh, you know, finally, kind of get Bobby out of this. Um, this grieving period for, I mean, for terrible selfish reasons. She's just awful. And she pushes him so hard. I mean, like, and she comes at it from all directions. It's like house of cards, you know? Yeah. Like she just plays all of the angles. Right. And, you know, it seemed like she was doing well there for a while. Like when she, I love how this is like my benchmark for Janice living a relatively normal life when Mm -hmm. she purchased someone a gift Mm -hmm. that had a receipt, um, you know, uh, at, at Adriana's, uh, bridal shower. Right. But, uh, right, right, right. But uh, that was really her high point. It's all downhill from it's, here. Yeah, it's all, yeah, exactly. She's, she's back to the dark side. Yeah. Um, but you're right. She does play it from all angles. I mean, she's talking to Carmela, Carmela uh, at the beginning about it and like sort of being, you know, understanding about the whole situation. She's like, what are you going to do? I mean, his wife, his wife passed away. Like, what can I do? We're just going to be a platonic, uh, platonic relationship for the time being. Yeah. And then just totally kicks it into overdrive. Um, like way into overdrive. Yeah. Which is just all kinds of sad and wrong. I could, I could never imagine doing that to somebody. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I mean, 
at, uh, I guess at the same time, like Bobby burying the cake at the grave is is a uh, pretty extreme. And yeah, but he lost his wife. I mean, I know, how yeah. long has it been? Like two weeks or something? I mean, it's and, been longer than that. But like, <laughs> I would yeah, fourteen days real time. I think it's been <laughs> since she passed away. So it's about time. Yeah, I know. I think it's longer than two. No, weeks. definitely been a long time. I would say. Yeah, it's like it's hard to say, but I would say it's been a few months. Months, definitely. Yeah, because well, we whatever. Start- I, I I'd bury a cake. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not mad at the cake burying. Really, it's it's, well, the, it's the ziti because that looked really good. I would eat the shit out of that ziti. Right. Like the, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm alone tonight. I guess I'll just watch Terminator and watch and eat this ziti <laughs> and fix a light bulb <laughs> afterward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess the one thing you could say is that, like, for the kids, you know, like that's a pretty like scary. Like it, it kind of fucks the the kids up a little bit, you know. Yeah, um, no like shit. Sophia sees the cake in the back and then she's like confused about the mom, why he would do that and talking about how she still smells Karen in the hallway and stuff. And which is so sad because yeah. of course that's true. You yeah. know, like I feel like that, I feel like for those kids that was really written from the heart by whoever did that, you know, like I've never lost a family member like that. But yeah. That sounds like some first person shit. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, Bobby Jr. handles it very maturely. He's just like, go back to bed. It's fine. Like, whatever. Yo, these um, kids are just going to get fucked over left and right by the Sopranos, basically. I, well, yeah. I mean, the ultimate tragedy is that they end up with only Janice in the end, yeah. which is like the the worst fate of any other character on the show. Characters. Basically. You know? Um, poor and Bobby is like, you know, he's half a wise guy, but he's also half a pretty good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, Up to now, he hasn't killed anyone. No, and he which doesn't is, until season six. Yeah, which is like a weird kind of benchmark, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's such a good guy, you yeah, know? Yeah, But these kids don't seem super fucked up. No, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's holding on, and I think it's un- very understandable. I think it's like extremely wrong of Janice to be doing what she's doing. That, and that's an understatement. That is by far an understatement. And also she drafts mm. off of sort of what AJ sets up with the Ouija board. She's like, great these kids are traumatized with this Ouija board because my, my nephew is a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to like use that idea because he's pretty smart yeah. on how to terrorize <laughs> people. <laughs> and then she does this, this, this AIM thing. I mean, honestly, like trying to get to the bottom of the things, do you think that eventually Bobby realize Bobby Jr. realizes that it was Janice because who else was in their house? Really? He's, there's yeah. no way he doesn't come to his senses, even in, even over the course of years. Yeah. Like, He's got to at one point be like, wait a second. Right. You came by with the bunt cake or the pound (laughs) cake or what is it she comes by with that day? I I forget. He says that that she came by with the cake or something is when when she says that she just heard them using the Ouija board. So that's right. Oh, and also like her her buying all of these Outback steaks. She's already started with the guilt trips. The sides alone were $30. Yeah. (laughs) She's just so... Oh, she's awful. She's back to being awful. She is. She had a chance. She had a shot. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay for a moment, but she just doesn't know how to play fair. She doesn't know how to play fair. And it's crazy. I mean, I know that she like wants back in on that mob money and the, uh, that's the, probably true. The mob life, I guess, where she basically can just be a stay at home wife and just like reap the benefits of Bobby going out and doing all the dirty work and just be depressed all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like kind of crazy in a weird way that she's going so hard. She's doing all this for Bobby Bacala, which, who is, yeah, you're right. He's a good guy. Um, so like, I can see why he'd sort of be a catch like in that circle, but at the same time, yeah. it's not like she's like going for the boss of the family or anything. Well, it or, starts out well-intentioned enough. Yeah, it does. It you does. Know, they're kind of thrown together. She doesn't want to go help him out. Right. And then she kind of sees an opportunity. She gets a little glimmer in her right. eye. Right. And, uh, she wants to, you know. Meet him in the bathroom, as they say. Right. What are you doing to uh, me? F- fix the fuck. Yeah, what are you doing to me? Um, but it's it's just fucked up. It is fucked up. It's yeah. super fucked up. And then, you know, they have their little fight because she she just she just starts to like pull out all the stops. She's not even being subtle anymore. Right. She's like, your wife is dead. I'm here. And right. Bobby actually gets angry, as angry as basically we're gonna see him. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Then sort of comes around. She forces him to eat this ziti. Yeah. And watching them. I never noticed until we watched it this time how long the shot. First of all, the shot of them staring at each other while she's holding up the ziti. Yeah. And then the shot of them eating it without talking. Yep. Is like 
it just lasts an eternity. And yeah. I'm like, I can't, it, it's kind of grossing me out watching them eat this dead person's ziti. Yeah. It's Cause strange. like what it must recommend. It's this, it, that is one of the most, that that's one of the most like sort of pungent, like food and death and love mm-hmm. interplays in this whole series. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty great. I mean, they, they sort of, they yeah. stumbled upon something kind of awesome there, but yeah, it is, yeah. it is also uncomfortable. Um, I mean, it's gross. It's yeah. It's but the thing is, it, it could be like an overly sentimental story if it was just kind of like, I mean, if it wasn't Janice involved really, and it was kind of like Bobby just kind of like if, it, a, if it was just an episode about the ZD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like the fact that she's involved just makes it kind of like it's it suddenly goes from being a story about Bobby like coming to accept his wife to being a story about Janice manipulating this poor grieving husband you know yeah completely but, but for him like i i feel it, it's as a, it's a sort of nice moment for him you know to like have this like uh release i guess but then I, it's just I, like I, totally yeah. tainted by her being there and like i think when he takes a poop the next day it's, it's <laughs> when the real real release is finished right well glad i'm not the only one who thought that yeah exactly I um mean, it's, we I just can't watch them eat ZD, you know? Yeah. Well, we have Bad to ZD. quickly talk about, first of all, we get one of the great lines of the episode with the, the Nancy Drew being too mysterious. Like, <laughs> absolutely kills me every Even time. The Nancy Drew is too <laughs> mysterious. Um, And then we also get another, the one good thing that Janice does say that I actually like is when she's just saying that, I forget the exact line, but it's like the dead have nothing to say to us. It's like our own, narciss- our own narcissism that makes us think that. Um, she's the devil though she knows she how psych- she knows how crazy she is and how narcissistic she is like that's yeah. like a confirmation of that I think yeah I, I mean I guess yeah coming from her it's, it's like means a little less but like that's like the one like sort of like therapy-ish line that I think gets through to Bobby and, and does kind of make sense and it also kind of plays off the Tony storyline too where like he's thinking about all these dead people but we know that Tony's a, a raging narcissist and that's makes true. it all about him um, but so so we have to quickly talk about like this whole ghost wine glass thing. Have you heard about that? We talked about this already. No. Like, in that scene. So like there's this whole supernatural element to the Sopranos that some fans see. And, you know, we've 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 brushed on that before. Might they be Redditors? Uh, some of them. And then some of them were just uh, online people. Normal or people. <laughs> people who send us letters in the handwritten letters in the mail and like big block letters. <laughs> Written in blood. That's like a blood signature. <laughs> yeah. We keep getting those guys. Cut it out. <laughs> um, You're scaring my girlfriend. <laughs> But while they're eating, the wine glass in front of Janice appears to move on its own, but it doesn't. Like in HD, you can very clearly see that after it moves, she kind of lifts her hand from the same general area. And I think it's very clear that like she does what a lot of people do with wine glasses where you kind of like, you know, put your two fingers on the bottom and like move it around a little bit, you know? Um, You gotta play with your wine. That's part of it. Right. Yeah. Spin it around, you know, do all that kind of stuff. Stare Um, at it. We just have to briefly touch on that. I don't think Karen's ghost is in that scene, even though I think there are tens of people on the internet <laughs> who think that. <laughs> uh, they're smart people, too. Uh, of they're course they're they not idiots. Of course, no. Um, but I just felt like we had to just briefly touch on that. I can live with that. I can yeah. live with that. Yeah. It's cool. I mean... We get a tweet otherwise. We also we also <laughs> should mention uh, Junior and his case. Yeah, exactly. And that not much is going on except for the fact that... Uh, you know they're not they're not buying his shtick, right? And uh, they're going to proceed with a trial. Yep. And Bobby's keen to go after a juror. Uh, yeah, which will like be the, you know, the thing that gets his his, uh, his motor running again next week or the week after. Yes. We do hear Tony mentions that they already know where the juror the jurors are staying. So like, how the usually, fuck? Jesus Christ! I don't know, but I guess they usually will put you up in a hotel somewhere that's supposed to be private, and right. somehow these mob guys figured it out. Um, I'm sure from just like some low level, like court police officer, you know, or a clerk or something, right? Something like that. Um, so like laying the groundwork for that. Um, but yeah, with that, like they're definitely like making it, they're definitely building it up to think like, to make you kind of think, Oh, by the season finale, junior might be like found guilty and going to going to jail. Of course it doesn't really go anywhere in the end. Right. A lot like the New York, New Jersey mob war that they're really teasing, but doesn't happen no and not for a couple <laughs> seasons at least right right yeah i guess so it does eventually happen but it won't happen by the end of season four and not under this current regime you know johnny sack and little right. carmine right and mr carmine will uh <laughs> will, will be long gone right right uh and so it's really kind of 
I mean, that's that's what I love about this. It's like real life, you know. It's there's there's rarely like a real showdown, you know. And yeah, exactly. And also, Tony does mention, you know, he says to them, "We've been doing good business for a long time. Let's let's all like cool our jets here." And they're like, "We feel the same way. Just give us more money, you know." Right. So. Right. Which is what I'm trying to say to you. <laughs> what a bigger piece of this podcast. Exactly. Uh, all right. So we got to read a wrap up because we have to go home and, and put this online. But we have a couple questions this week. Um, oh, boy. A couple good ones. Let's see what we got. Uh, here's one. We've been asking for more personal questions from people. Uh, Someone's listening to the show. Yeah. This is from AJ. Uh, I'm going to mess up this pronunciation, but AJ Ravioli. I'm not sure. Um, I apologize, AJ. AJ Ravioli. Uh, well, with the B in there, but. Um, Ravioli. Um, he, this is a good question for you as a musician. Uh, Here we how, go. There's two part question. We have two questions. The second one is very funny. Okay. Um, how do I get people to, to notice my shitty music slash song a week project? I guess he's doing like a, uh, uh, I, don't, I guess go to his Twitter, guys. <laughs> yeah, just we'll put you on the uh, the good old NFZ PR bandwagon, and yeah. you should take care of. You should get you know hundreds of hundreds of views, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Going off that, this makes me laugh just because of the two questions, one right after the other. But so he wants to know how to get how how to get his uh, shitty music noticed. Or his wife left him. When do I know it's time to move on? <laughs> uh, what's the music about? <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it about the wife? I don't know. So so this this guy wants his. Did he say it was shitty music, or are you just calling it shitty? No, he's music? saying uh, it's my shitty music slash song a week project all right first of all we got to learn some showmanship here right pretend yeah, you're yeah, gi- yeah pretend you're giving someone a christmas gift you're not going to be like well i don't think you're going to like it but uh check it out you know right. what i mean true so uh start out with that mm-hmm. uh second of all uh it's it's really hard you know what i mean but just like tell your friends and my favorite thing to do is connect with other musicians who are doing something that I admire or, right. or are kind of in the same lane that I am. So if I'm a metal bass player, I want to like, you know, maybe go to a metal bass chat room or something like that. You right. know, I, I don't mean that like literally, but you know, you connect with people online. SoundCloud is a great place for that. You add people, they add you back. Mm-hmm. You can AIM them, Vlad six, 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 whatever. Um, and, and just connect the people who are doing that. And then like, you get a lot of cross pollination that way and you can share listeners and people who may be into the same things that you're doing. So that's a really big one. There you go. Uh, there's Very this nice. big tendency to like lone wolf it, uh, this day and age, mm-hmm. uh, much like this podcast, right? Much like the uh, shitty podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do we get, Hey guys, we got a question for you. How do we get our <laughs> shitty podcast noticed? Yeah. Uh, the second thing is your wife left you. How do you know it's time to move on? I want to quote, you know, one of our podcast forefathers here, mm-hmm. Bill Burr, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whose answer to this question is always the same. It's just go to the gym, get shredded, mm-hmm. and then just go get laid or something like that. Yeah. But I think that you just, you know, make more shitty music or whatever and do stuff that makes you feel good and alive. And then, you know, just just don't be a hermit, except yeah. when you're making music, which I guess is like, the you know, all the time. That's like the catch 22. Yeah, it, yeah it's the catch 22. But mm-hmm. how do you know it's time to move on? That's tough. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know pal. Yeah. Um, you'll know, I guess, when the music changes slightly over time. <laughs> and I will say, I have to say, if you're really writing a song a week, that's 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 probably a great way to get good at it and uh, yeah, for sure. stay consistent. That's awesome. You know, that's 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 really important. And uh, but, you know, if my wife left me. I'd probably be uh, I mean, look, I don't know how long you've been married, but there are, have been incredible advanced. There have been incredible advances in the world of uh, lovemaking apps. Mm-hmm. You can swipe and find someone to fuck in your neighborhood. You can fuck your phone. You can fuck your phone. You can yeah. fuck anything these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's in no the, stopping you. in the in the privacy of your own home. Mm-hmm. But also, just just to let you know, if you're ever browsing an adult website, there will be pop-ups that say, "I don't know how long it's been for you," but there will be pop-ups that say there are local singles in your area, mm-hmm. and that Betty you know, something or other who's 10 miles away and has messaged true. you and it's all it's true. Totally Just true. Click on all She's of them. real. Click on it. Give her whatever financial information you can give her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great idea. There you go. Um, here, this Our one comes from for the day. Yes. Um, let me see. This one comes from. We've gotten a question from this person before because I recognize the uh, the username ex- already, but it's, I think it's a pretty good one. This is from at your sister's crotch. Um, great name. This is a great dream episode. Tell us some fucked up dreams you two have had and interpret them as Doctor Kupferberg. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you go first. <laughs> oh man, I don't really dream anymore. I did have a dream that you and I got into an argument recently because I was I had to I was dog sitting for you, and I had a dream that so, I somehow fucked that up horribly. <laughs> and it was like I just watched the Seinfeld episode where they go away, uh, like to the Hamptons, and George's girlfriend, like everyone sees George's girlfriend topless. That's a and, great episode. And then, the Hampton Tomatoes. Yeah, and then Jerry's sees or Jerry's girlfriend sees George, and he's his has shrinkage because he's in the pool and all that shrinky penis. And so like I had a dream we were basically at that house, and you got really <laughs> mad at me about. Like dude, fucking up your dog in some horrible way. He fucked up my dog, man. I, I don't know what <laughs> happened. I don't know, but so what would Elliot say about that? I'm not sure. Something to do with the Wizard of Oz, probably. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know. He would just drink his water bottle suggestively. That water bottle lived through many seasons. It did. Yeah. Um, I I've I haven't had that many dreams lately. Yeah. Uh, you know, my hopes and dreams like don't you know I don't have them that often They've anymore. Died. They've died. They've died. Uh, but. I used to have dreams that like I would like accident. <laughs> this is ridiculous, but I used to have dreams where I like didn't want to, but like accidentally cheated on my girlfriend, mm -hmm. like w with someone that we knew. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, and I'd wake up and I'd be like, that was awesome, but bad. <laughs> and then I'd be thinking about it. Just be like, oh, it's probably not great to mention, but Dr. Kufferberg would probably be like, it's very healthy to have sexual urges and uh, right. to, uh, you know, uh, it's a, it's a dream, you know. It's a, it's, so it could have been a wish, but it also could have been like a what's the other what's the other side of it? The like you just know, a terrible anxiety a dream terrible of some kind. Anxiety dream yeah. that my dick got stuck in someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never had the I've never had the I've never ever had the dream where I'm still in school or like and I forgot about. Oh, a dude, I I st actually still have that one kind of constantly. Really? I guess I, I just didn't care enough about school it toward the end of once I got into college. I like did not go to school anymore. I was like, this is great. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> I was very bad about that. And so yeah. I remember like trying to get back on the wagon and just it being impossible and like waltzing into class, like yeah. smelling like cigarettes and just being like, yeah, so like I'm still working on that paper. Like what? Then it was just, <laughs> it, it that's a terrible anxiety dream. Uh, yeah. I've, I've yet to have it. I don't know when, I don't know how long it has to go by. I graduated college last summer. So, because <laughs> uh, I'm a young 22 year old guy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know how much time has to go by, but I've, I've never had that. I've never had the teeth falling out dream. I don't I've never think. had a teeth dream. They say that's a sexual thing too. Yeah. So that's good. Um, the one I've had the dream where like you go to punch someone and you can't, you know, like, or your like arms feel like rubber. <laughs> Have you ever had that? No. Oh, I've <laughs> well, I'm weird then, I guess. <laughs> I've, had, I've like, try, I like try to like wind up and just hit this person as hard as I can. And then like, it's just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> like, like my arms are just like flailing rubbery and they don't work at all. So That's I've had terrible. That. It's like that dream where Tony tries to shoot his gym teacher, and but they're only like chocolate bullets or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's <laughs> sort of like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, but Kupferberg, Kupferberg would probably have a thing or two to say, but it would probably be too wholesome for all these dreams, to be honest. Yeah. Well, he would probably just tell me that I feel weak and emasculated because yeah. I do. You know, <laughs> and, and society. Right. He'd probably mention society. Um, all right. Last one from Mbones13. Better boss, Tony or Carmine? I'm going to go with Little Carmine because he didn't specify. <laughs> yeah. It's, clearly, it's Little Carmine. Agreed. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Mm, I, I think know, Carmine. Carmine is like the corporate CEO versus Tony, like the mom and pop guy. So like. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I guess. Right. I don't know. I think so. I mean, like, you know, I've, you, I, I don't think that I would ever see Tony leave a meeting and be like, That's about what we expected when he didn't get what he wants. You know, mm -hmm. probably still hit the roof somehow. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, you never saw Carmine really blow a gasket. Carmine really, say, yeah. really keeps his cool. But. You know, toward the end of season six, Tony really, you know, there's this kind of uh, sort of just like constant what's going on with Tony <laughs> type yeah, vibe. Yeah. And you don't really get that. I mean, you get that from John, mm -hmm. but you don't see it from Carmine. And Carmine's yeah. old as fuck, too. You got to really be a yeah. super G to make it that long. To make it that far. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I guess maybe Carmine, but Tony has his moments and they work together well for the most part. Kind of. Yes. yes, they do. Um, so there's that. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for episode 50. Wow. No We've done Z. 50 fucking episodes of this goddamn show. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. We have 36 more. Right? 38. <laughs> 
38. Isn't it 88 or 86 episodes altogether? So, yeah. We'll get on that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, We'll be back next week. I guess we'll try for Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we don't like fully miss a week. Um, This is going to go up in like an hour (laughs) with all its, uh, all its, it's warts and everything. It's gonna be fucking dope. It's gonna be great. Um, so we will see you guys hopefully in a couple days. Um, and uh, and that'll do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And here's we said this last week, but it was wrong because like we don't own a calendar. But oh, right. this is the last podcast yeah. of the Obama administration. Yeah. Trump. So next week we're gonna speak our minds right. and just be totally normal, I guess. <laughs> yeah. In the eyes of, uh, you know, nothing going on here, nothing subversive. Right. Trump will be being president and... He will be being president. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's a thing. Um, all right. So goodbye. I hope they don't build a, wall, build a wall around the podcast. Yeah. That's, that's all I have to say about that. Um, We're not paying for it. No, certainly not. Yeah. Our <laughs> listeners will. Uh, someone else also asked about a PayPal thing. We're going to figure that out too because give us your fucking money. Yeah, yeah. So, that's a good idea. Yeah. Our listeners are... Also paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> Already. So. All right. Uh, bye. Bye.